Buenos dias, good morning, and grand rising. It is another day of Magic Mondays. As always, I am so appreciative, so excited, and so elated to be here today with my family and friends to spend another beautiful morning in fellowship with each and every last one of you. To my right, I have with me, as always, my partner in crime, as well as love and light, our hoodoo, voodoo, goddess, queen, and just all-around amazing person and extremely beautiful, Miss Latoya Alexandria. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Grand Rising. Good light. Bonjour, je suis lundi. Bienvenue, suspect. Just sweat as you see avec la magnifique Sir Bayo. Welcome to the show. Well, Toya, we have done this before. We've talked about this. We have definitely spoken about what it is that you need to get started with Hoodoo. I think this is probably one of my favorite shows to do with you. One of the shows that we have to go back to for some of our newer audience because this is a question that I hear time and time again. What do I need to get started with Hoodoo? Like, what what is it that I need? What do I need to run to the Botanica and grab? Or how do I set up my ancestral altar? I don't know where to get started. What book should I read? We hear these questions day in and day out. And the beauty of Magic Mondays is my myself and Toya, we are here to answer these questions for you. But as always, we are going to lift the veil, crack the code, and present to you a message that probably hasn't been presented to you this way before. You know what? I love talking about hoodoo basics. I love always, I love going back to the basics, not as just a refresher, um, but just for the audience that are listening, that are, are wondering how they actually get into hoodoo, they don't have anyone to really guide them along their path. And that is what we are here for. So we are here to break it down for you guys again, the way that we do it, to give you the basics on what you need to be a hoodoo practitioner. No, as much as we would love to just spend all day with you all, unfortunately, you know, this show is on a time limit. So this is going to be a two part show. Unfortunately, we wouldn't be able to give this entire information in one show. So this gives you an opportunity to join us again when we have part two of this discussion. Now, the way this is going to work, Toya and myself, we are going to take you on a journey step by step to get you seated at your working altar because you know let's be honest the truth is that is what a lot of people or some of you here are seeking you see yourself seated at that altar with your herbs and your candles and making all of these amazing things happen or maybe some of you are just heavily into divination and you feel that this is the path for you and this is what spirit has called you to do and I've been feeling this pull to hoodoo but I don't know what it is I don't know how to get started I don't have anyone to teach me what do I do and Seer Toya what is it that I need 
I feel like if we were to present this question to the audience or even to the public toy, the, the most basic answers or the most collective answers that I feel we would get would be, you need candles, you need herbs, you need an altar, you need you, you need this and you need that. And, you know, you just need all these things. You need all of these tools. What do you think? I think that our culture is grossly misguided. And you guys, you can't just start off with the tools, okay? You gotta take it all the way back. Gotta take it all the way back to first creating the space and the time, okay? And also, I just want to mention, and we'll get more into this. Um, for those of you who are getting information on hoodoo and it's just all about the candles and the herbs and things of that nature, understand that if you are not incorporating and you are not working with the ancestors, and we'll talk more about it, like I said, you are not doing hoodoo. That is not hoodoo. Key point and element. And I would probably say, I would say actually this is the most important and vital point is that you have to work with the ancestors in order to do hoodoo. That is what hoodoo is about. It's not about the candles and the herbs and all that comes later. Ancestors. If you're not working with them, you're not doing hoodoo. I don't know what you're doing. You're doing some other kind of magic, you know, conjure, whatever, but it's not hoodoo. So again, let's get started with the basics. Let's talk about space and time. Not appreciate time. Time has very much been watered down for a lot of us. We don't appreciate just how much of an asset, a resource, or even just how magical time really is. A lot of you want to be professional practitioners, or a lot of you are just seeking this, this grandiose uh, practice or even just even your own personal practice and there's nothing wrong with that at all but then I say to you if you don't have the correct space or if you do not set aside the time or if your lifestyle does not allow you the time to practice how is this really going to work for you one of the first attractions that will ultimately end up as a manifestation that you should be doing is petitioning your ancestors for the right space for you to practice if you don't already have it. One of the most common issues that I notice with my students and followers and just even with some of you in this audience Sir, I, you know, I can't, I'm living with somebody and I can't do that. I'm, I'm living with my mom and I can't do that. And I can't do that where I live. Yet, you are doing work for everything else. The prosperity work. You're living at home with your mom and you're doing love work to bring somebody in. And I'm like, where are you guys going to go? Who do it so simple that it's so complicated? 
And the worst part is a lot of us overcomplicate this process and we don't think about our practice in a more reality-based, sensible space, for lack of better words. Meaning, if I'm in a place or if I'm living with someone who doesn't allow me to practice or if the space that I'm in really hinders me from my learning and my growth and me being able to set up my altar and do all of the things that I want to do. The first thing that I should be asking my ancestors to do for me is to open up the door for me to have a place to stay that is going to allow me to practice freely. As a practitioner, my people, as a budding practitioner, I want you all to understand that when you tap in, your home is no longer just your home. Your home is your temple. Okay? And if you don't have a temple, how are you going to practice as fluidly as you would like? Time. I get it. My schedule is ridiculously busy. I get it. But even still, our ancestors really, really appreciate it. And not only that, they acknowledge when you are acknowledging them, meaning that you are specifically and deliberately my people. That's the key to this. Being deliberate in your intentions. Being deliberate in your veneration to your ancestors. This wasn't by chance. I I set this time aside every day of the week specifically for you, Grandma. I don't care what I have going on. On Sundays at 9.30 in the morning, everything stops and this is your time. That small act, which some of you think is small, is one of the greatest, greatest offerings that you can give to your ancestors is your time. You see, when you transition and you go into your ancestral plane, your concept of time and your appreciation for it will elevate as well. Because as a human, we are trained to think that we have all the time in the world. But when you transition, you understand just how much time should be appreciated, how limited it truly is. Even a hundred years on this earth sometimes just isn't enough. So when you deliberately set that time aside for your ancestors, your deities, what have you, you open up a new level of respect for yourself and love and reverence to you because they know on Sundays at 9.30 in the morning I'm gonna get fed I'm gonna get me a fresh glass of water I get to spend some time with my grandbaby I know she busy all week I know he doing things all day, 
but you know what? In this time, this is this is this is for us. And I'm gonna take advantage of it. Because there may be some things that I want to channel through to my baby today that they need going into next week. So well spoken, Toya. And I just want to just back that up by saying she is so right as far as knowing what you are getting yourself into. And, and it, that's so important, that statement. Because it really does usher us into step two of this journey. Which is, okay, you've set aside that time and that space. You know, you've been praying to your ancestors and asking them to open up this door for you. And, you know, now what's next? An open heart and attitude. Ooh, we're still not at the altar yet. And why is that? Why would I present you to your ancestors when you are still in a place of judgment? You see, when you come into this and you and you and you are tapping in and you guys are waking up to your path and all of that good stuff, I say this to everyone. You need to unlearn everything. You know nothing. Ignorance has been so demonized, but ignorance just simply means you know nothing. But ignorance also puts you in a space of now you want to learn. That thirst for knowledge is triggered by ignorance. So we really should stop demonizing and understanding what it truly is. Because when you first come into this practice, especially if this is something that hasn't been introduced to you before through your family or if you've never had a mentor or even just coming into one of me and Toya's classrooms. You need to unlearn everything and you need to come in with an open heart and attitude. And why is that so important? Because just as Toya spoke on, there is no karmetic laws in hoodoo there is no you know I've heard so many things about you know karmetic laws and karmetic consequences and and all of this type of stuff that's not in our practice okay we do what our ancestors ask of us what God asks of, of, of us so if I'm doing the will of God and if I am doing the will of my ancestors, why would there be any karma associated with that? Because I'm doing my divine purpose. You have to unlearn this judgment that I see as a plague on so many of you strong practitioners or budding practitioners. Coming to your ancestral altars with this Oh, I'm only going to work with this one because this one did this. And I and I only want this type of energy and I don't want that type of energy. Yet, one of the founding laws of hoodoo is balance. Embracing the path of the two heads. Learning how to work the left as well as learning how to work the right. Some of you 
frown upon sacrifice whether it's financial or whether it's through ritualistic animal sacrifice some of you do not have the stomach for that you need to change your attitude about it learn why it is done understand the beauty in it and where it comes from instead of judging your ancestors on some of the mistakes they may have made on some of their shortcomings maybe taking the time and opening up your heart to learn who they were what triggered some of these decisions and ultimately what path they had to walk to make some of these decisions opening up your heart and your attitude to forgiveness because some of you come to your altars with a burden on your back and on your heart you refuse to let it go you don't want to heal coming in with an open heart that where you may be the boss at your job and in your life over here you may just be a student you may just be a devotee your job may be to just clean up the things at the temple once the the the, the leader is done doing whatever it is that we need to do do you have an open heart that maybe you will not be in spiritual leadership because most of you come over here for that Do you have an open heart that spirit might say that's not what you're going to do? I want you to clean the temple when they're done. That's going to be your job. Hmm. I see high priest this this and this this that and I'm this and I'm that. What if you were to come into this journey with no title at all and it was simply because there was ancestral work that you need to do. Are you open to that? Are you ready for that? What if spirit is getting ready to come in and tear your entire tower down in front of your face? The job is going to go, the relationship is going to go, the friends getting ready to go, all of it is gone, it's done. Because they're getting ready to give you exactly what you need. You're getting ready to move to a new city. You're getting ready to get a whole new group of friends. That person that you think you're in love with, they're getting ready to go to the left and you're getting ready to go to the right. The spirit's getting ready to bring you in something better. Some of you say that you're ready for that, but is your heart truly open to the process of what it's going to take for you to get there? I want to learn how to read cards. I want to learn how to read tarot. What if it's going to take you about 10 years for you to master it? What if this isn't something that you're going to get overnight like you used to in school with your straight A's and your 4.0 and your accolades? What if just learning the application of this process is something that's going to take you years to comprehend? Are you okay with that? We always talk about the ego. But where does it really stem from? stems from a closed mind 
extends from some of your stinking attitudes. It stems from your inability to break your stubbornness and just do what is required of you. What if you sacrificed everything? Got nothing back in return because this is what spirit said to do. And when you look up at your ancestors and you say, I've done it, I've done it, I've given it all up for you. You guys ain't giving me back nothing. And they look at you and say, because there's more required. Are you going to step up? You see, you need to change your mindset and your attitude about what hoodoo really is. It's not just the magic. Queen Kotalia spoke beautifully of this. She said, who do is, you are going to sing the way your ancestors sang. You're going to dance the way they dance. You're going to feel some of their trauma, some of their happiness, some of their joy, some of their pain. They are going to take you through the journey of your life. It's not, and I repeat, my people, not just about you sitting at that altar and putting your little herbs on a candle. I don't do magic that much, but I do hoodoo every single day. It is a lifestyle. You need to open up your heart and your attitude and know exactly what you are getting yourself into. You come to any spiritual practice. When you come to any spiritual practice, if you do not come from a place of humility, you will be broken down. You will not be prepared. When doing hoodoo, just like with anything else in spirituality, just like the herbs and the roots and things like that that we use, they are not here just for us to, to just use up, all right? Your ancestors are not there for you to just go to and say, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. You need to serve. You need to come with humility, a willingness to service, to listen, to follow. Otherwise, how are you supposed to elevate if you think you know everything? And like Sarah said, if you have this ego on you, if you if you have a closed mind, they can't talk to you. You won't be able to hear them. So how do you expect to progress, to elevate during this spiritual journey if you think you know it all or you're only willing to learn a little bit or willing to learn what it is you want to learn, not exactly what they want to teach you. They want to teach you something specific. These lessons in life, a lot of times are going to be very hard. And if you are not willing to open up your heart, your mind, your ears, your eyes to what they are saying and the direction they are pointing you in, you will not get there and your cycle will repeat over and over again. You will be stuck. 
I think that a lot of what is being taught right now in terms of hoodoo, people don't understand that's not really what it is. Our ancestors, yes, they're there for us. They're there to protect us and love us and all those other things. But if you are not venerating them, if you are not servicing them, if you're not doing any of these things, why would you expect them to protect you, to lead you, to bless you? You have no relationship with them. None. You've built nothing. Can't pour from an empty glass. You cannot pour from an empty glass. I love that. Which brings me to step three. What is the next thing that you need to hoodoo? Now, we should be seated at our ancestral altar. Somebody got excited. Okay, Steer, let me go get my candles and my white blanket. Nope. Nope. Save it. I'm not talking about that just yet. And that's another one of the misguided. (laughs) That's just one of the misguided guided practices that have been put in front of us it's just just what the altar is and how it's supposed to be set up and this that and the third so many of us are falling in love with the aesthetic of the altar and the energy you know that that is surrounded in a sacred space because i mean let's be real it is a sacred space I mean, the truth be told, you can get that same energy in any space that you deem sacred, whether it's for, you know, your ancestors or even just for doing yoga. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ancestor, the altar that is in your heart. That is where the first altar should be. Do you breathe with God? Do you breathe with your ancestors? Hell, do you breathe with nature? Because that's a part of your ancestors too. You know, so many people have been told to set up an altar, but then they come back to me for readings and they say, I don't even know who's supposed to go on it. Wow. To even get to that point, you need to know first who you are, where you come from, who your people were. In my opinion, unless you do some good thorough research on who you are and your lineage, your ancestral altar is going to be very limited. And I don't care if you got 101 things up there. You will probably have 100 things on that altar and not one of them has any direct meaning or correlation to who you are, who your people were. Why do you have this Indian totem pole on this altar? Is it specifically from one of your great grandmother's tribes? Did you check to see what from which, you know, place they came from? What alcohol your grandfather really drank? Or did you just put rum on the altar because somebody told you to? Your granddaddy might not, he probably didn't even like rum. You might have liked brandy or whiskey. Did you take the time to just do that little thorough research? 
somebody's gonna say to me, well, sir, I don't know my people. I'm adopted. Okay, that's fine too. Well, sit with yourself. Some of the best downloads that you're gonna get from your ancestors are the things that they channel through you, the things that you just feel out of nowhere. You have no recollection as to why you're feeling this and you go with it. Somebody told you to put a rum on that altar. You may not have met your great-grandfather, but someone else said, uh-uh, go get me some whiskey and I want Tennessee honey. Something specific just as that. Those are the downloads that you're going to get. It's not going to be this, I don't know, this rainbow popping out of the sky. Sometimes it might be. No, it's not all it's not always going to be this this great voice of God. It's not always going to be that. It's going to be those subtle nudges. Those intimate moments that you have privately with spirit that you cannot seem to understand why you feel this way. Why specifically you are doing something but it just makes sense. It just makes sense. That is the ancestral altar in your heart. That is when you truly ignite an eternal flame that never extinguishes. Whether you're in a space to have an altar or not, you need to first make that connection. Who am I? Where do I come from? Why are these things important to me and my family? My lineage. When you have that, that is when you truly are ready to go get the white sheet, the water, the candles, and whatever else your ancestors are going to open up your heart to place on that altar. And even if you don't know, trust me, you know. You wouldn't even be here in this room today if your ancestors were not already talking to you. You wouldn't. There are a million and one other things that you could be doing on this Monday morning. But something in your spirit says, stop. Listen. And you did it. That's what I'm talking about right there. Lighting that eternal flame in your heart. That no matter where you are, no matter what situation life may throws at you, your altar goes with you. Your ancestors are walking with you. God is with you always. Every single breath that you take is connected to nature. It's connected to your grandmother, your grandfather. That same breath that you're breathing, believe it or not, they breathed it too. You start to be more aware of the ground and the beautiful dirt that you walk upon because this is the same dirt that your family walked on. 
when you go back to those old family homes or that land that some of you may have been left with, you step on that land with a different respect because that ancestral altar in your heart is burning. That flame is burning. You you know that this isn't just my, this isn't just a family home. This is sacred ground. Me coming here is not just me coming here for the family reunion and sitting, eating, left. I'm on a pilgrimage. Even just going back to the cities and the hometowns from which some of you came and some of your family came from, the birthplaces of your lineage, it's the same thing. then you can go to that altar in your home and you're not just pouring that water because habitually that's what Instagram told you to do. You are pouring that water knowing that you are feeding, feeding the souls of so many that walk before you. You feeding the souls of some of your ancestors who died of thirst. Nobody talks about that. You many of your ancestors lost their lives in the fields of Jamaica, Haiti, Virginia, Louisiana, the sugarcane fields of South Carolina because they just wanted something to drink. That water that you are pouring to them is feeding the souls of so many that died just wanting something to drink, my people. You don't pour that water just out of habit. You pour that water with the deepest love and respect. And if a tear drops down your eye, I commend you because that's a real connection right there. Woo! I don't know about y'all, but I felt that message. I felt that message. So now that we've made this connection with our ancestors and that we are paying attention to what they're saying and and what's going on, let's bring in some additional tools. The Bible. And I know that a lot of what is taught in spirituality and things of that nature is that the Christian Bible is a bad thing. This is not true. And who do we use the Bible? There's power in those words. There's power in those prayers, in those verses. They are spells themselves. Most of your lineage, grandparents, things of that nature, they had a Bible. So what makes you think that they don't still want a Bible? That they don't want to hear verses from that Bible? Have you sat down at the altar and maybe read from the Bible to your ancestors? Ask them what their favorite verse is so that you can read to them and minister to them. Knowing that our ancestors may require 
and ask for things that are not necessarily a part of our path is a part of service. Just because you don't like something, just because you don't agree with it, does not mean that your ancestors don't like it or don't agree with it. Like Sierra's talking about what you put on your altar. You just built this great big altar according to what you want on it. According to what you think looks good, according to what you like to eat, according to what you like to drink. You put everything that you like on that altar. So just because you don't like the Bible does not be, does not mean that your ancestors doesn't like the Bible, didn't use the Bible, doesn't want to hear from the Bible. The Bible is powerful. And many of us consider it to be a spell book in itself. It is prevalently used in hoodoo. Has been. Always. A vital tool to you hoodooing is that Bible. If you don't have one, go get one. They give them out for free at the churches. Grab one. Use it. Read from it. Read to your ancestors from it. While you're at that altar and you're praying, read them a verse. I'm going to give something to y'all that I think a lot of people don't. People, people just, they're so closed-minded when it comes to this practice, right? Okay, here we go. People tell me, you know, I, I and I'm not demonizing this product at all. I think it's a very beautiful product. I've never would I do this on air. But... You know, I connected with my ancestors through the Hoodoo Tarot deck. I be I be doing ancestral readings with, you know, you know, with my tarot cards and my playing cards and da 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 da. I just say like, you know, that's cool. If that's what you're doing, it don't really make sense to me because your ancestors never knew what the hoodoo tarot was it just came out so i mean i i i think we'll be the ones that'll be channeled through it you know when we die but I, you know hey that's what you're doing i'll go for it but let me give this to you that bible is a universal connection with all of our ancestors and i don't care from what diaspora you come from whether you are black brown white spanish whatever reason being that bible was used to oppress all of us that bible some of those words in that bible will trigger your ancestors for some protection that you never thought see y'all don't think about it like that oh i don't i don't like the bible i don't want to read so what some of y'all come from Native American ancestors and that Bible was used to oppress your people. They know those words. They've heard them. It enrages them. It wakes them up. They're ready to fight. Hello? Hello? Your grandma don't know what the hoodoo tarot was and if you needed to wake up some real energy in her to protect you, that's not how you're gonna get it but some of those words about rage and god you know it wakes up chords that you didn't know existed 
it is a way to not only just channel your African-American ancestors, but your Spanish ancestors, your indigenous ancestors, all of them, all of them, they know those words. Some of them can't stand them and it enrages them and they're ready to fight. And then on the flip side of things, cause let's put some love and light on this. For some of your ancestors, it gives them hope and it gives them strength and it gives them courage because the problem is a lot of you downplay how smart and intellectual your ancestors were. A lot of you think slaves were stupid. How dare you? How could a people that were artisans, nurses, doctors, family members, real kings and queens who took care of shit in the midst of all of this. Half y'all don't even want to walk out your house to go to work no more. Yeah, talking to you. Some of those words for them, they channeled it differently. It gave them hope that, hey, if the Israelites got it free, maybe we'll be free one day. Maybe some of that hope is the reason why we are able to sit here today. Take your ego out of the Bible. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't really care for it myself, but it's on my altar. And every single authentic practitioner that I know that have been around has a Bible on that altar. And if you don't have one, go to your nearest Salvation Army, go get you one. Or go ask your grandma that always telling you to go to church, the one that you think ain't doing no hoodoo. She's probably telling you to come to church with her for a reason. You see, she's probably telling you to come to church with you, with, with, with you for a reason. See, her every Sunday, go, 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 come with me. But then she'll go in her purse and pull out a dollar and take out a little oil and write something on that dollar. And then she'll give it to me. She'll say, now put that in, put that in the plate. See, some of y'all, grandma's trying to teach you something, but you refuse to learn because you think her saying, come to church or baby, go look in my Bible. I want you to see it. You refusing it. But when you open up that Bible, it might be a little note in there. She might have write some, wrote some down. Might be a little recipe, little incantation. Who knows? But because you so stubborn and so stuck in how you feel about it, it's not necessary, right? That's for white people, right? That's for Christians, right? Nat Turner led a whole revolt with a Bible in his hand. Stop playing with me. You need a journal. You need a journal. One of the best things that you can do is to document your journey if you haven't started when you get off this phone or whatever you want go get you a, a book and write in there Sir yelled at me today about my ancestors and you know what I think I'm gonna get it right there you go simple as that your journal is where you're gonna write down your work that's the beauty of hoodoo, my people. It's not about learning what somebody else did. 
And if you think that what it is, then go study something else. It's also about knowing what you can create yourself. How do you think and why do you think hoodoo is so different just depending upon who you are talking to? That's why I don't teach it like that because it's, all it's doing is, is continuing something that nobody really should have explained in the beginning. It's just that, hey, it's very much when you get down to it, it's very personable. And what's going to work for one person is not always going to work for the next person. It is about community. It is about family as well. But it is also about you learning your own way, your own recipes, your own workings, the way the the root responds to you, you specifically. Because red pepper, for me, may open up roads. Red pepper for you might put barriers up block some shit away write it down when you do something write it down spirit put a recipe in your head don't just do it write it down one of the best things that you could pass on to the lineage that you are creating my people is that we are a new generation and we have a duty to take back what is ours not just writing down the recipes but why you did it what was going on in your life that made you come up with this what energies or what emotions were triggering you today that said oh you know what let me go get this sugar and a little bay leaf and a little cinnamon and let me go ahead and put it in a bag and bless it and walk around with it all day because you know what I need things to be sweet for me all week what were you going through that made you feel like I need to do this it's not just about the work too much how but not enough why you have a duty to answer those questions to those that you are creating and they're going to want to know why my mama was over here bathing in all them leaves and I couldn't understand it why my mama was up listening to this podcast and I heard this nigga and this this lady screaming at us about our ancestors and why my mama was telling me get up out the room because I'm on a Zoom call and she got a bunch of candles and a bunch of cars why my mama always walked around with a pack of playing cards and she could tell people the future with them let's take it back and answer some of those questions because our lineage the ones that we are creating now, they deserve to know. It's too many of us walking around with unanswered questions. One of the most beautiful messages that my great grandmother channeled to me, she said, write it down, baby. That's the one thing that I wish I would have did was write it down 
when I get messages from my great grandmother, they are never long. They are short and sweet and straight to the point because that's just how she was. And for those of you that have heard that story that I've told you about her, she was the only person in her village that could read and write for 30 miles. And she wrote all of the letters for the people in her village. But she forgot to write down what she did. And it's my duty to write it down. It's your duty to write it down. 10 years from now, you want to go back and read some of this stuff. You're creating a generation, creating a legacy, my people. It's not just work. As much as we would love to keep going with this, you guys, this is definitely going to be have to be a two-part series for us. Um, Sarah and I hope that you got something out of this message. When we go back to the basics, and we love going back to the basics, just as reminders, you know, for new practitioners out there, this is where you start. This is where you begin your journey. This is how you begin your journey because so many people ask, well, how do I get started? What do I need to do? So as we come up on the hour, I would like to let you guys know that there is a class tomorrow. Journey into Hoodoo. Sarah will be teaching it. He will be teaching more in-depth information on this journey. The approach to Hoodoo is a life-changing approach. This is not something that you do on a fly. This is not something that you do just because it's trendy. You won't get results. You'll have a stagnant journey and it won't work for you. So stop watching the TikToks and the Instagrams with, you know, like Sears said, they're doing the tarot readings and things of that nature. Get back to the root of hoodoo before you start trying to go down this path of following all these different practitioners that are showing you these little hoodoo hacks. There is no hack in hoodoo. There is no hack in spirituality. There's a process. There's a journey to all of it. Ooh, today, this this Magic Mondays has been very special. Spirit definitely mounted me today. So just know that I only speak in love and passion because I love what I do. I love this practice. I love you all. I love the time that we spend with each other on Mondays and Wednesdays and when Spirit opens up the door on Sundays as well. So as I always say, you are strong, you are powerful, you are capable come from the best of the best doctors lawyers medicine men and women kings and queens goddesses and so on and so forth each and every last one of you are divine in your own right walk in excellence my people and I release you into 